comes from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 11. And as we heard it earlier, I want to read it again for the emphasis. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, to display His glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with the garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. They continue in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then are you, Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hearing the words of John, you get the idea that John knows who he is and what he's doing. He knows he's not the Messiah, he's not Elijah. He doesn't declare himself to be the prophet. He is just one who is calling out in the wilderness, make straight the path of the Lord. And he is baptizing with water because he knows there is one more powerful than him to come later who baptized the fire on the Holy Spirit. And I thought about that confidence that John has knowing who he is and what it is he is doing. And I started thinking about how it is we hear the good news and how we take it in. And I started to wonder how confident we are. Do we have the confidence of John or 
Are we a little more lost? I started to wonder how often we actually hear the good news. We're often told to share the good news and to talk about Christ coming into the world and to share it with everyone. But how often do we listen when we share that with others? And it really made me wonder, as we prepare ourselves for Christmas, for the celebration of Christ coming into this world, what does that good news mean to each of us individually? Not what we tell others, but what it truly means for us. What it means for how we live our lives with what we think, what we say, what we do. The words of Isaiah. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring liberty to the captives and release the prisoners, to comfort all who mourn. I started to wonder how often are we the captives? How often are we the ones who are mourning who need to be comforted? How often do we feel that we're the broken hearted. And I started to wonder how often we actually hear the good news. Now I hear some churches will say that they preach Christ crucified. That everything is surrounding the crucifixion. Christ's death is the end all and the be all. And I feel we're missing something if we say that. Because there is a miracle in the celebration of Christmas that is greater than any other miracle I can think of. God became like one of us. Not just to know that we cry, not to know that we have pain, not to know that we suffer. But God came down on Christmas Day to put on flesh like our flesh. To have eyes to see how we see. To have ears that hear how we hear. To feel what we feel. To know what we know. To suffer as we suffer. To cry tears like ours. To have joy as our joy. To have doubts and worries and fears. God became a child, helpless and weak, needing others. It is hard to imagine God needing anything but God. But a child born of that love, to understand us, to be like us, to be able to say, I know your pain, not just that you are in pain, but I know your pains, and I know your joys. I know your weaknesses and your strengths. I'm amazed whenever I think about it. Because God became like us to be able to feel and do and see 
to be able to experience life the way we experience it in order to give us salvation. Because if God can love me despite my flaws, despite my doubts and my failings, and I worry that maybe I haven't forgiven somebody that I need to forgive, that maybe I haven't done everything I could to right a wrong that I have done to someone else, that maybe I have missed opportunities to spread God's love and spread the good news, that maybe there are people I've hurt and I didn't even realize I'd hurt them. But God loves me. And God loves you. To the point that he would give up everything to be with us. Not just on Christmas Day, but for always, forever. That Christ is with us. That Christ was born, Christ died, and Christ rose again. And lives with us always. That he cried tears like our tears and he laughed with the joy that we have. He was one of us to understand us fully. If God can love me, despite my flaws, despite my misgivings, my worries and my doubts, if God can love me with all of those things, then surely I can love myself. And surely if I can love myself the way God loves me, surely I can love my neighbors. All of them. As I love myself. I can love the way God loves overlooking flaws. And love for the sake of love. To be kind for the sake of kindness. To share the good news. Not just to tell the story of Christ being born on Christmas Day. To be the salvation for all of mankind. Not just to say it, but to live it. To be that story. To take that into your heart and make it your story. Not just something that we tell on Christmas. Not just something that we say to people once a year. But something that we live each and every day of our lives. Taking that hope and making it our own. Taking that joy and making it our own. Being something more. Because the Lord is with us. He gives me hope. And he gives me strength. That when I hear the good news, I don't just hear a story about a baby born far away long ago. But I hear the story of a Savior born into my life. A love given to me that I may love freely. And completely. That I too. May be a witness to the light. A witness to all the good that I have seen. A witness to all the good that I know is coming. Because I have faith and I have hope. In a God. Who loves me. Who loves you. Who loves all of his children. So as we hear the story, make it your own. Make it part of who you are. Make it part of what you do every day. 
that Christ is with us and will always be with us. To dry every tear, to rejoice with us as we find salvation. Let us hear the good news and let it be on our tongues always that we have found hope and salvation on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.